to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm John Solano, editor of RomaPress.us. I'm going to get right into it, not going to waste any time. We have the wonderful, uh, the sensational, my good, good friend, Sandro Austini from Il Tempo joining the podcast. Um, it's a long, long interview, I think about 40, 45 minutes. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. We discuss the moment of Roma, Di Francesco, Palotta, and a little bit of the transfer market. So so I hope you enjoy that. Um, before I bring him on, have to thank our wonderful sponsor for this episode, Euro Fantasy League. If you play online fantasy football, please make sure that you consider them. They've been wonderful sponsors and supporters of this podcast, and their gameplay is sensational. You can go to fantasycitya.com or try their other games, including their Champions League game at fantasy-champions-league.com. Com. Again, Euro Fantasy League, the absolute best. Um, also, I have to thank all of our patrons at Patreon. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash Press if you want to get extra episodes of the podcast. Um, this week, our, uh, our patrons, uh, they will get early access. And then others, uh, depending on what tier you're at, you can get extra episodes of the podcast and um, we have an extended interview with Sandro uh, coming for them. So uh, thank you to all of you who support the podcast. It is greatly, greatly appreciated because it is not possible without you. Um, so without any further ado, let's bring Sandro on now. Um, have to thank him again for, for taking the time to, to join. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, you can find him at A-L-E-A-U-S, the number eight and the number one. Again, that's a L E A U S eight one, and you can find a lot of his work on uh, Il Tempo's website. So, without any further ado, here is Sandro Austini. All right, and Sandro is with me now. Sandro, thank you so much for coming back again. How are you doing? Hello, hello, everybody. How are you, John? I'm fine. I, I'm doing great. So. Um, I've been reading a lot of your articles recently, um, and you haven't been uh, coy about it. The The moment of Roma is not good. The play has not been good. They have many, many problems, and it's reflected in the results. We saw what happened against Spal. What do you think is the biggest problem for the team at the moment? Do you think it's the players? Do you think it's Di Francesco? Um, just in your opinion, what what do you think are the biggest problems right now of Roma? Well, there are a couple of problems, in my opinion. Uh, the first one is that this team is new, with, with a lot of new players coming last summer. So it's not easy for the coach to, to have a team ready from the beginning of the season. Uh, there are a lot of changes in the midfield. That is the, the, the key zone of the of the field, you know? So yes. uh, this is first problem. I think they need players like Cristante or Pastore or anybody else. Uh, more time, maybe. Um, yes. uh, the second problem is mentality. Always the same problem. 
from a lot of years because uh, there is a lack of motivation. <laughs> is it mm. right in English? So it's like Roma does not believe in anything because he's sixth in the league, so is too far from Juventus. Uh, and uh, in last seasons, from uh, four or five years, Roma is fighting for a Champions League spot, but anything else. So uh, there is a, a problem of uh, mentality. It's like they don't believe to, to get anything in this yes. season. Uh, mm. And in sport, you can you cannot do any sports without a target, no? Right. Without right. strong mentality. Okay. Yeah, almost like they're playing without a, a target or a, a, a possible target, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, yeah. So that there is a, a lot of sadness in the, in the city. Rome is is a wonderful city, uh, but there are a lot of. Uh, radio programs, uh, <laughs> social media posts, yeah. pages, and discussions, and so uh, it's not easy for the team, for me, for for some players to to play without think to to to, to that discussions, no, yeah, you know, thinking about it. So it's it's, uh, it's very it's very it's very difficult situation, um, but Roma is still in time. To, uh, to 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 come back in, in the first uh, three four positions of the league. So this is what Roma was built for. Roma is not was not built this year for win the title, but to get the Champions League spot. So uh, the, the 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 there is time. There is time, but yeah. it's, now it's, this is a sad situation. Sure. So I'm I'm glad you said that because um, for as poor as Roma have been, they've been very very poor, um, especially against Les Kiev, Spal, um, mm-hmm. Bologna, many many bad matches, Atalanta. Um, but uh, I guess the positive would be for as bad as they have been, they are only three points away from fourth. Um, and I guess if you take those those points lost against Spal Bologna. I mean, they would be sitting right there with Napoli and Inter. So, yeah. what do you think then happens in this next month or two? Do you think that they get back on track? Um, the, I I think this weekend against Fiorentina is very important. Obviously, the yeah. match against Cesca is important. Do you think they're able to to get back on track and sort of find their feet? Uh, th- they must do it. They yeah. must do it now. It's a very important month. Also, December will be uh, because there are a lot of matches in there are the, the last three in Champions League stage, group stage. So right. Roma has to to get in the next stage now. No, Roma is is stronger than Cesca Mosca and Victoria Pilsen. So Roma must go on in Champions League. But still have to do it. Uh, right. Uh, has to go to, to Moscow uh, trying to win. And then there are key matches with Fiorentina, then Sandoria, 
in the next week Inter is coming in Olimpico so uh, will be very very important what Roma can do in the next two months before Christmas uh, because uh, now it's sixth in the league so right uh, need to, to win some matches to to get uh, points very important points because I, I don't think Lazio and Milan are stronger than Roma don't think so Neither I do don't I. think also that Inter Milan and Naples and Naples are as players better than Rome but now uh, classification is saying uh, other things so they have to to play win uh, and change this mood around Roma mm. so because they've been playing poor um Di Francesco has come under discussion and there's no doubting the performances have been bad, but do you blame more the players? Do you blame more the manager? Do you blame some people even blame Monchi? Who who do you think is uh, my, responsible? My personal blames are first position players, second yes. position Di Francesco, third position Monchi, but it's my opinion, just my opinion. Uh, players are better than players of Milan and Lazio, so they have to, to do better, to play better and not play so poor, as we're seeing. Uh, Di Francesco is, uh, uh, did some mistakes, for sure, but uh, I think that it's not a problem of tactical system, for example. No, uh, uh, It changes something, so he, he show us that his tactical system 433 is not alone. No, he, he can. Ch- he, he did it. He changed. Yes, right. So he's trying to do something, but doing saying some mistakes for me uh, in, in some matches. For example, the, the the starting eleven with against Pal was wrong in the defense for me because. He, because played two players, Marcano and Luca Pellegrini, yes. together that uh, <laughs> had, did some mistakes. So, <laughs> uh, Marcano has right been choice for so me. bad. Uh, he's been yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Monchi, uh, what to say? Uh, it's impossible that Monchi in one, one year and a half in Rome became a poor. A manager, no? I uh, agree. I think it's, it's possible. Monchi, his history talks for him. Uh, uh, he, he won a lot of titles in Sevilla. Doing the same thing he's doing in Rome. So selling good players to get money and then buy the new new players, younger and stronger. And changing every year the, the, the squad, uh, but continuing to win. So he's doing... Monchi, Mon- it is Monchi system, no? Right. Uh, is and I don't forget that Monchi is the same manager that last year was the sport directors of the team who played the Champions League semi-final. Right. So uh, it's very strange what's 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 happening in, to Roma this year, but. Uh, I don't think that Monchi is is a bad manager. 
No, I don't think so at all. And, you know, it's funny how time sort of reveals things as they truly are because in the summer he was heavily criticized for Olsen. He's been fantastic. Heavily criticized for Davide Santon, who's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, do you think he was overly criticized for the market that he did? Because I thought he was pretty unfairly criticized. Uh, he's criticized for for me uh, more for the the selling, the the, the mm. trading players with like Nangolan or Strutman at the end of the transfer market. So I think this is the the the, the first point of critic criticism against Monchi because mm. Nangolan was a player really, really loved in Rome for his behavior, his, uh, his games. So uh, people didn't like this, uh, this trading. Uh, but I think we have to discuss more about the players he bought. Not, I agree. Not the players who sell, because... Nangolan is not more in Rome. Strotman will be never in Rome again. The same Alison. So we have to discuss, is Cristante a good player for Roma? Could Pastore come back to uh, the, the, the level he played in Paris Saint-Germain the first year or so in Palermo? Uh, Pastore, at, at what point was the uh, player most uh, paid in transfer market history, yeah? when when he when he moved right. from yes. from Palermo to Paris, I think is it was 2011, something like that. Uh, of it, it was paid 40 million euros. That was a a huge huge transfer. So uh, I don't think he, he forgot how to play football. Uh, he, now he has a lot of problem injury problems. Yes. Uh, but we have to wait. We have to wait, Pastore. Wait, uh, Christa. There is a there, there is a, a lot, a lot of talent in Roma. I I think there is very, 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 very talent yeah, I, and in I the think... players, but they 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 don't use it now no. for for a, for a lot of reasons, a lot of different reasons. And I still think the problem, uh, one of the problems at least, is. We don't give guys time. Anybody yeah. who watched Atalanta last season, uh, Cristante was the best player um, by miles. Best Italian midfielder last year. Yes, by, sure. by miles. Best Italian midfielder. Uh, uh, Karlsdorp, another with injury problems, was one of the three best right, def right back defender in, in Europe. Uh, about young. In, mm -hmm. in, yeah, one of the three best young player in that position. It was for sure. Any teams in Italy wanted to buy Sheik two summers ago. So there are a lot of talent players that Roma is not using now. Right. Sheik, Garzdor, Pastore, Cristante. So <laughs> we have to wait and let's see if some of, of them is, is increasing, is growing up. So... Uh, uh, keep faith. <laughs> yeah. Keep faith. It's difficult to see now Roma play because, as you said, he's playing poor, but keep faith. Yeah, and there's still plenty of time left. Um, I mean, in the, in the league is 
um 25 percent done <laughs> there's still a lot of time um yeah. do you think the transfer market in january though could help things do you think bringing in another player perhaps to um to 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 switch with Dodossi and Zonzi would help do you think yeah, they think, could bring yeah, in a defender yeah. what do you think I think Monchi is doing uh, a lot of discussions with other clubs, mm-hmm. uh, agents in, around the world because he wanted he wants to buy a couple of players. Uh, if you ask me about positions, I think the, the, the first target is a midfielder because he sold Strotman when the transfer market uh is closed in Italy to to get uh, a replacement no right you remember that was at the end of the uh, the end of August and uh, this this year in in Italy transfer market incoming closed at the half of of the month so i think that he wants to play uh, a new midfielder different with different skills uh respect to the other roma has now uh for me in my opinion would be perfect to play like alan not alan because it's impossible that Na- naples right. sell alan to rome but a player like him so defending uh a movement player not static as donzi and de rossi not position midfield but something like box to box play you know uh, alan is one of this ndombele is another of this type of play, they're different, mm. but he's a good player too. But it's he's uh, not cheap. He's not so cheap. No, so no. It would be difficult to get him, but something like them, someone like them. Um, and the second position, in my opinion, uh, could be the center defense uh, in the middle of the defense. So mm-hmm. someone who can replace Juan Jesus or Marcano. Or, or Fazio, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, in could could either of them world, leave? You think Marcano or Juan Jesus? Uh, it's, it's more easy to 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 trade Marcano because Roma didn't pay anything right. for him because he was a free agent. So it's easier to to find something a loan or a trade with few millions mm, to. To sell him, uh, one Jesus has a very high uh, wage. He, he, he earns something like two millions and a half euros per year. So it's not easy to find a club who, who is uh, ready to to pay for him mm-hmm. uh, this kind of no uh, of wage. So uh, a midfielder for sure, maybe a defender and. If Monchis could be that, I think he's he's trying to get also a a wing, uh, uh, a player in the uh, in offensive mm-hmm. positions to to play right or left, but it's it's very hard to 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 buy three new players in general. Right. Yeah, yeah. Three is very hard. Yeah, yeah. These are the three positions he's, he's searching for. Now. Um... Do you think that the likes of some of the players that have not been playing much could leave in January, such as Perotti? He's one that 
has been uh, there's been talks about him potentially leaving. Um, same thing with Cardersdorp on loan. There are not in Roma. Everybody's tradable. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. Yeah. So depends of which of these players you you're talking about as a as an offer. <laughs> Esharawi, Perotti, Juan Jesus, Marcano, Karsdorp, maybe. If some club, if one club may make a bid for will make a bid for one of them, Roma is considering to sell them, I think. But mm. now I can tell you who, who is uh, in negotiations with some, any club. I don't know. Now the noise too. Yeah. Uh, what about Herrera from Porto? Is yeah. that a player you like? Oh, I, I like him, but I think uh, he wants to become a free agent in next summer. So I think he stay, he'll stay in Porto this season. I know that Porto asks something like 25 million euros to sell him in January. That is impossible for Roma because he, he got only six months contract left. So it's, it's too much. I don't think anybody will pay 25 millions. Uh, and I think Herrera is talking with the, with a couple of clubs to together the the contract of life, no? Right, right. He's uh, asking something like five, six millions per year. Yeah, I don't think Roma wants to to pay so much for him. So they, they like him, but it's it's very hard. So uh, talking to matters back back on the pitch. Um... So again, with, with the poor performances, I, I mentioned earlier, Di Francesco has come under discussion. Um, you talk with him quite a bit, Palotta. I talk with him, not probably not nearly as much as you do, but talk. Um, and he mm. said, he, he told me about a month ago after the, the, the match against Bologna that he was disgusted. It turned yeah. into a big saga. Um, what do you think... The, the 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 tolerance, I guess you could say, uh, for Roma and Palotta are with Di Francesco. Do you think they will keep him as long as qualification for the Champions League is uh, is on track? It's, it's not easy to, to to know it now. I think if 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 I have to place a bet. <laughs> I think that Di Francesco will not be the Roma trainer next season. Mm. Now, now I think I think that Roma is considering to change him next year. Uh, it depends for sure on the results. If Roma will not qualify to Champions League, will for sure surely change the trainer. If Roma get the full the four place at the end of the season, maybe Di Francesco could save him, but but I think that Roma is changing mm, and is waiting to 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 get more options because in, in, now there are not a lot of train good trainers uh, available. No, yeah. yeah, right, no, yeah. no. Okay, so um, he's waiting. Roma is waiting to. Is balotating anything, uh, and I think in summer will be uh, 
a new change is possible is is possible yeah so one of uh one of the reasons that Di Francesco ultimately well not it, it was a factor in my opinion um his wages were not so much when he arrived. He did not cost a lot. Um, and and typically, um, now this wasn't the case with Spalletti, but Roma really don't spend so much on the manager. Do you think that could change in the summer? I know that Palotta likes a lot Antonio Conte. This is for sure. I think any football president likes a trainer like Antonio Conte because results uh, in his career was great mm. anywhere in Italy, in Italy national team, and then in Chelsea in Premier League. He won a Premier League title, uh, FA Cup. So, but, but Antonio Conte likes Roma, like Antonio Roma likes him, as the same, I don't know. I think Conte is uh, a trainer that could go anywhere, in any club, in the right. top clubs of the world. So, it's maybe, um, when Roma won the last title, there was Capello. Uh, in Rome to win, there is there was always a great trainer. So, I think this is the moment that they can change the, the strategy, yes. Pay more for trainer, uh, invest in his wage. Uh, is it, an option. Is an option for sure. But um, to get ooh, content, then what? What are the other options? Uh, Guardiola, I don't think he's coming wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Ancelotti has just signed with Naples, so he will be in Napoli also next year. Who else? Huh. It's not easy to right. to bring a, a trainer of high level in Rome. It's not easy. Will be not easy. Yeah, and Monchi of... Monchi knows a lot of trainers around the world, uh, and it's possible is trying to to search a new one in Europe, not mm. not only in Italy. Yeah, Something, um... someone like uh, Garcia, for example, no. A choice like him, right? Yeah, and um, the 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 thing with Conte, the thing with um, with Capello that you mentioned, uh, they have a certain, I guess you would say, attitude, um, much much different than Di Francesco, uh, more fiery, I guess you could say, and I See, think yeah. those are the um, those are the personalities that tend to 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 last a little better. At the club, um, they can handle the environment. They can handle the criticism. Do you think that is something that Di Francesco has had problems with adapting to the environment? He played here before, um, yeah. But I, I, I have to say, sometimes he says things, especially um, in in the in his press conferences, that uh, they they confuse me, they puzzle me, and he's. I feel like someone like him should be more more aware of some of the things he's saying because I think sometimes he um he he it almost feels like he wishes he could take some things back that he says. I I'm a little mm -hmm. puzzled by him at times. 
Mm. But uh, I think that uh, any trainer in the world, any coach, when the things are not going well, is in trouble with the environment, no? Sure, uh, sure. It happens also to the big one like uh, Mourinho or Guardiola the same. Right. So it's not easy for anyone. But mm, Di Francesco, as you said, Corrett, uh, he played in Rome and he was a team manager in Rome. So Monchi chose them also for for this for his history, no, in Rome right, because right. he knows the environment, he knows the city, knows the team, uh, knows the fans. So uh, I think now he's in trouble for sure uh, because it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, Spalletti was in trouble. Uh, Capello the same. Uh, it's very sad because Roma changed something like forty coaches in sixteen seasons. So this as a as a meaning for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roma is uh, the the worst place <laughs> to, be to live manager. for a coach. Yeah. Maybe in Italy. Yeah. Oh, without I completely agree i don't think anybody mm. would disagree with that mm. yeah the environment is very difficult um yeah so so last question uh, here. we are the environment huh yeah John, well, you are the environment too uh, from yeah, well, that's, from yeah. <laughs> everyone is environment yeah that's we, true because that, rome well, is a fate and every everyone in rome and around rome also from the states is talking, chatting about Rome every day, every hour. So this affects for me the, 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 the players, uh, the coach, the, 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 the manager. Uh, Roma, is, uh, Roma needs to win something. Yeah, Roma I, needs a trophy. I, Roma needs yeah. a trophy like the water in the desert. Uh, yeah, let's well, win a Coppa Italia. Yeah, let's I, win something, please. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, but it's interesting, though, because I I spent half of my year, I was back in, I mean, you know this, but I was back in Veneto for the entire summer. Um, and just because it's up north, um, most of the talk is about Juve, Milan, Inter, um, mm -hmm. just because the, the teams there, uh, Verona, Chievo, are shit. But um, mm -hmm. you just don't see... Um, like with Monchi, even if it's a rumor, there's criticism around him about potentially liking a player or bringing a player, and he receives criticism about a player that he may not even like. It may not be concrete. Yeah. It may not be real. And Roma's, when I'm, Roma and when I'm back, yeah, and when I'm, you know, when I'm back, you know, in in, in Italy, and I'm up north, it's in. It's a much different environment, obviously, than, than Rome. But you don't see that happening with uh, Marotta, Juve. You don't see that happening at, um, mm -hmm. at Inter Milan. Milan. It, yeah, it, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But it happens, it happens here. I don't think people understand that. Napoli, it never happens. Never. Uh, because uh, Roma uh, was better than Milan, Inter, and three years in five than Napoli. This is the results. Roma was better right. in, in the last couple of years, but Inter and Milan fans are happier 
they go to stadium. Stadium is full. It's mm. strange, no? Yeah. It... In Roma, there is something like, uh, how do you say, depression. Yeah. <laughs> because we need a trophy. <laughs> Inter and Milan won some trophies in the last 10 years. Roma, no one. Okay, now something a little different. Um, what do you think about the job that Palotta uh, has been doing at the club? I think he's doing great, yeah. As, yeah, especially, I mean, you know, we do these um, we do these podcasts, and I try and mention to people, you know, everything he's done for the club, but maybe you can give more of a perspective, but where do you, th- where do you think they would be without him? Because it would be a disaster, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't understand. What's the question? So, uh, so without Palotta, don't you think the club would be in big, big trouble? Without, you... without him, without him. Yeah, uh, it'd be uh, a disaster. Depends, depends, depends who's coming. Sure. If uh, Altani is selling PSG and buying Rome, no. <laughs> we'd be better for us. But if someone else, little, uh, little manager from little country in Italy, I think will be a disaster for yeah. So I hope that Palotta stay will stay. I hope that he 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 build he will build the stadium, new stadium in Rome that is uh, very very important to 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 make Roma bigger than Roma is now. So uh, we have to wait. We, transition is very long, as you said. Yes. It is a long process, long, very, very long process, step by step, year by year. But I'm sure that if Palotta stays here for 20, 20 seasons, we'll be very happy. I'm sure. And, and lastly, with, with the stadium, he has said time after time that he would leave if the stadium is not built. Do you think, and you've, like a year or two ago, you were talking to me about the stadium. Do you think the Stadio della Roma is, uh, ultimately happens? Do you think it is successful? I think that it will be built, I'm sure, but I don't know when. Because there is a long process with a lot of problems this year, typical of Italian bureaucracy. Yes. Uh, uh, there was an, uh, I don't know, how, how do you say, people in jail because yeah. tried to uh, try to pay some politician to make the, the, the process faster. Yeah, the, but now it's closed. Yeah. That, 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 that part, yeah. That part is closed mm. now, and the and the PM uh, public minister says officially that Roma is not involved, right. and the process was not involved. So now they can go on. In February, March, we wait for the last, very, very last and final this time authorization. And in 2019, I think, I hope that. Stadium can uh, start with the, the, the constructions. So yeah. uh, we need a lot more, four or five years to get to have the stadium ready in, in total. Four years, die. 
four years. Uh, I hope that in 2023, Roma will play in that beautiful stadium. I hope so too. And I've talked about it a couple of times on here. Maybe you can uh, add some more um, information on, on the area that it's being built. <laughs> it's uh, where they're building it, where they want to build it. It's abs- it's a, it's a, it's a shithole right now. Yeah. Totally. Uh, garbage. I was there yeah. four months ago. Garbage. Rats. Uh, <laughs> cr- um, uh, just wow. absolute shit. And, you know, I, I can understand because we've been following it closely. The bureaucracy is very annoying. And I can understand Palota when he says, I will walk away if it is not built because... Uh, Roma needs the stadium. Roma needs. The oh stadium. yes, yes. To become uh, big. Especially the the from a financial point of view. No, I mean, yeah. I, and this will be my last question. I swear. So you you talk about a lot. This is a good segue. Um, you talk a lot about the financial portion of football with Inter with Milan. Um, mm. How does Roma make up for that big gap between Juve, Milan, Inter? Because it's huge, and there are some um, inconsistencies that we see all the time. Um, definitely some some bad behavior going on with how clubs mm-hmm. um, report a lot of their finances. But assuming all things are okay, how do Roma make up for that? Because it's a it's a big, big, big gap. It, I mean, it's huge. Roma is talking with UEFA to to know if what Juve, Inter, Milan doing is regular, first of all, because Inter, for example, has something like one one hundred millions of sponsors right. from one year to another. It's not normal, so UEFA is investigating about it. Every uh, day on Twitter, I see you. Uh, I see you in a uh, fight with another. <laughs> The, yeah, different... it's, not, it's not normal for me. <laughs> Inter has more sponsors than Juventus. Yes. Without playing European match last season. For me, it's impossible. Okay, so this is the first point because Roma is not Juventus. Okay, Juventus has a lot of revenues from stadium sponsors. Okay, but Juventus is a, is a great team that is... Play, was playing the Champions League finals a right. couple right. of times in the last year. So, this is normal. It's not normal that Inter, from a year to another, get 100 of million of sponsors. Roma takes eight years to find three sponsors and get 20 million 20, total per yes. year. Yeah, 20. Uh, Inter, from one year to another, 130. It's impossible, no? So... Uh, we have to wait what UEFA is saying. Uh, I don't know if you read it. Uh, Tebas from Liga España uh, talked uh, a few days ago about Paris Saint-Germain sponsorships. For him, they are not regular. So yeah. uh, it's a very important argument, uh, the, the financial points, because competition is not regular if if you don't follow the same terms, no? Okay. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, especially when you consider that Roma, the last few seasons, have been under financial fair play. And you compare that Peter to what... Peter under financial fair play, too. Milan was was out of the caps yes. in the summer. But yeah. change changed the, the owner and UEFA admit them only because changed the manager, but they have right. to pay something for what they've done in the last years. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not no, fair. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. It's, there's definitely something inconsistent. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm completely on board with you. All right, so I'm going to let you go. I've taken up far too much of your time. Everyone, Sandro Alstini. Sandro, I, I can't thank you enough again for your time. I, uh, I appreciate thank you, it. Very interesting chatting with you, talking with you. It's always a pleasure for me. Awesome. Thank you, Sandro. Goodbye, everybody. All right, Take care. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sandro. Uh, I cannot thank him enough for, for coming on again. It was a great chat. I always enjoy having him on, uh, and it was a pleasure to speak to him again, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, so we're going to leave it here for this episode. Big, big match for Roma tomorrow against Fiorentina. We will come back after the match uh, with a, a match reaction. Hopefully, Roma can conquer the three points and get back on track for their league campaign because they certainly have been struggling. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. I cannot express correctly or properly how much your support means to to me, the success of the podcast, the website. Truly, truly am grateful um, for everything you guys have done. So thank you so much. We will talk again soon. And until then, ciao.